Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. It's Wednesday the 4th, and we are back on the Bible reading plan. It's me, Brendan, and Ruben Rivera, who are reading the daily scripture and reflecting on it. So today we're going to be reading Romans 4, verses 1 through 5 and 13 through 17. Ruben, you want to read that for us? Sure, yeah. Um, Let's start this. What then are we to say was gained by Abraham? our ancestor according to the flesh. For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Now to one who works, wages are not reckoned as a gift but as something do. But to one who without works trusts in trust him who justifies the ungodly, such faith is reckoned as righteousness. Now the verse 13 through 17 says, For the promise that he would inherit the world did not come to Abraham or to his descendants through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. If it is the, tell me with this word. I, yeah, adherence. Adherence, that's a high one for me. <laughs> if it is the adherence of the law who are to be the heirs, faith is null and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, neither is there violation. For this reason, it depends on faith in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the adherents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham, for he is the father of all us, of all of us. As it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of God, in whom he believed, who gives life to the death and calls into existence the things that do not exist. That's a powerful... It's a heavy passage. And a heavy passage to <laughs> digest. Uh-huh. It is a heavy passage to digest. What are the things that are heaviest about it for you? Well, um... It talks about, about, well, this is something that I always, like, uh, uh, wrestle. I guess it's for many as well, the same thing. Like, why God gave us the law or or to the Jews the law if he really wanted wanted us to, yeah, Yeah. faith. Mm -hmm. Or, like, it it reminds me about the passage in James, like, that says, uh, you 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 think you you have faith? Well, show it through your works. 
<laughs> and then that's that's just very um, interesting. Like <clears throat> I rem I just came to my mind uh, Brad Cunning. Like last Sunday, he shared a really powerful work word. And um, what what I what grabbed my attention was like if you believe something, well, just do it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Do like that your belief matches your um, works, and um, and I think that's here is talking about um, not trusting in, a, in what we do, but in what God did. And I think that's 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 the key here. I think it's fair to ask if you say you believe it, but then you don't do it. Do you really believe it in the first place? Right. Because belief is not just something we think. It's it's a posture of trust. Yes. That says, I have a new instinct now. There's a new operating system in me that of one of belief that, that trusts God when he says something and I'm willing to act on it. Right. And if we're not willing to act on it, it calls into question what we really believe. You know? So I I agree that his message, his story was powerful because it highlighted that. What do we really believe? Yeah. If we're not, if we're not stepping out on these kinds of things, if we're not acting in trust and in faith, what do we really believe about God then? Yeah. And uh, I love that Abraham does step out in faith. And that's what Paul's um, praising him for. He's saying, Abraham was a man of faith and God, that's all God needed to credit him righteousness. He didn't, I mean, this is like in the wild west, right? Like before, before the law was given. Mm -hmm. So Abraham was living in the wild west. Basically there's, there was no law of the land. All no. there was, was God's word and people who responded to it or not. And Abraham did respond. And it says, uh, to one who without works trusts him who justifies the ungodly, such faith is reckoned as righteousness. Abraham, according to this, is ungodly. There's nothing in himself that's righteous. There's nothing in himself that's worthy of saving other than the fact that he heard God and he, re he responded to it. And it brings us back to those kind of two fundamental questions that we ask in discipleship is, right. what is God saying to you and how are you going to respond? What are you going to do about it? Those are that's repent and believe, and believe is what Abraham does. I would say he repents too, as in he he listens to God. Yes. That's kind of what repenting is: is being able to stop doing what I'm doing and just listen to God for a second, and then to respond. That's all God needs. It's not like it's not like Abraham in himself accomplished God's promise somehow. You know that he made himself into a great nation. I mean, it says um, as it is written. I have made you a father of many nations. I feel like that's what Paul is trying to emphasize that there is that God is the one who made him the father. All Abraham did was say yes, and he just went on faith. He didn't earn his salvation or earn his place as the father of many nations. He was just the person who said, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. I think that's very, um, how you say this, like, like we need to um, see that Abraham didn't put his trust in him. Uh, instead of um, 
I really would like to know, like, how how was that God talked to him? Because mm-hmm. uh, that's very interesting. Like before before him, there was nothing. Like <laughs> there's no law. There's no like Bible. There's no. How did nothing. he know who he was listening to? Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so to put your trust in someone, you need to know him. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna trust anybody. Like to get married, you need to uh, at least have. Some basis of uh, evidence, this evidence like okay, this could be a yeah. Well, you don't have to have it. There's arranged marriages where you know, <laughs> you you've never met the person till the wedding day. Well, yeah, yeah, that's but that's kind of what this is like. Is is like Abraham being encountered by God. This right. isn't the first time I don't think he's been encountered by God, but Abraham encounters God, and uh, he just says yes without knowing very much about God. At least in our perspective we have scripture to be able to check yeah things if we hear something we go okay does it match up with the testimony of scripture the the church you know orthodoxy all that stuff we have some checks but he's got nothing and yet he goes on faith and says okay i'll do it yeah and uh i think uh, um i don't know you still i still wrestle with that i don't think he had a blind faith mm-hmm. i think he had some evidence to trust because, um, like Jesus said, if you don't if you don't believe me, at least uh, look what I'm doing mm-hmm. and trust that. Uh, it's, I don't know. Still, I'm wrestling with that. Well, you're. I think you're right because you even talked about it before. How God confirms His covenant with Abraham um, multiple times. We have three mm-hmm. accounts of like yeah. we have the stars. One. We have this one. We have the one where he shows him the stars and we have yeah. the one that kind of the priestly account where he shows him, you know, the, the pot and the, you know what I mean? Like yes. the, it passes through the, the, the dead animals, right? Like there are signs that he experiences. There's, and that's the point of a covenant is to make a sign and say, this happened. And you can turn back and look at something and say, right. I, I do have some evidence that the God that made the promise is trustworthy and is showing up. For me, and Abraham kind of has opportunities to test that, or even like the at the what is it, Oaks of Memory, where where Abraham has the visitors. Oh yeah, you know where he bakes when, the bread, and there's lots of or the the, the angel, the God provides the ram with Isaac. There's multiple touch points where God shows up in his life, but um, usually not not before Abraham steps out in faith. Like Abraham, I don't think re- was totally sure what was going to happen when he brought his son Isaac up to the top of the mountain. You know, he didn't necessarily know, but he said, yes, I'll do it. Right. And then God came through and saw his faith. You know, that's why some people call that the testing of Abraham. So, yeah. And I think it, what Paul says at like at the end of the first uh, 17 is, um, in the person of the God in whom he believed, who he gives life to the death and calls into existence the things that do not exist. And I think that that was in Abraham's mind when he said, God will provide the, the, um, the rams for mm-hmm. the sacrifice. Or even if it, he doesn't, he believed that God could resurrect yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Isaiah. And, and um, I think this scripture is, is just, like you said at the beginning, it has a lot like heavy stuff to think about because uh, we need to learn 
to do the same thing. Given the evidence that we have of this reality, uh, there's a lot of it to put a trust in God and not and no one else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, a, a takeaway maybe, if I was to try to consolidate it into one, is um, Abraham didn't earn his righteousness. It was given to him because he was willing to say yes to God. He was willing to respond to God's voice without everything figured out. So Abraham is ungodly, and yet he says yes. Um, so the question, I, I just come back to that Kairos learning circle. What is God saying, and what am I going to do in response? That's enough to sustain me uh, in faith. That's enough of a, a, a faithful response to God. Um, at least seems like the example that Abraham sets for faith. Right. You want to say, yes, I believe. I'm going to trust I'm going to trust Jesus. Yeah, to me, the word that came that comes to my mind is um, "gift," because even uh, when we believe to God, to His promises, that's that's a gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we 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 can earn it. Uh, that's that's what it's Paul is describing here. Like uh, either you're gonna do works. You can boast about it, but actually the way is trusting God mm-hmm. <laughs> because then you have nothing if you don't do that. Mm-hmm. So I think it, that that's a wonderful gift. Yeah. All right. Tomorrow we're going to do John 3, 1 through 17. It's another big passage. Yes. But um, thanks, Ruben. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace.